Hello and welcome to another episode of Soaking Nostalgia. Guess what, everybody? Alan's back. Hey. <laughs> I know you all have missed him just as much, if not more than we have. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. You've had a rough... Not, not any more than me. <laughs> I think everybody's missed you except your right hand. Yeah. Yeah. Making the left jealous since 1995. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's been a few weeks. So we tried getting you on last week, but then uh, you know technical difficulties on our end uh, mm-hmm. didn't keep you away because nope. you were at home and we were trying to get you uh, uh, Skyped in, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. We made through. We, we persevered. We pushed through. Well, good. Oh, I just, you know, threw it on my back and carried it. You can't do that. You'll break. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's a lying ass. You know what's you know what's great about hey, hey we got to give uh, got to give props to to Cat who yes yeah, yeah she stepped up and stepped uh, up. Yes, I did say in the last episode she's she's not a uh, a permanent host she's not a uh, you know a permanent fixture on this she was just kind enough to add a uh, a different voice to this she started out just. I wanted her her to observe as somebody she listens to a shh ton of podcasts. And I thought, how about she li- uh, you know listen to the podcast live and tell us immediately what should we do? What should we change? Mm-hmm. And she thought uh, cuz she's already listened to the very first thing we recorded. Yeah. And she said just leaps and bounds difference between then and now. Sweet. So and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That is a very good thing cuz we're a little more focused. Right. Yeah. So, how, what'd you say? We're a little more focused. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- I know what you thought we said. Yeah, yeah. no, I, what? I was making a joke that I was not focusing. Oh, <laughs> hmm. I'm a little slow. Obviously, yeah. yeah you all had to bear with me. I, I, I I'm more awake than you are right now. Yeah, a little bit. I've got. To st- are you ma- sleeping now? Major huh? stress headache. Are you sleeping now? I have been up since five o'clock this morning. Golly. <laughs> yes, that's all right. See, here's what's going to help keep me awake. They asked me what this thing that I'm about to open was. It is not alcohol. It is a Zion's energy drink. This episode is going to be brought to us by Zion's, not because they're paying us or anything like that, but because it tastes delicious and it's going to help me. It's the energy drink fans version of an affliction shirt. Are you sure? It sounded like a Steve Wazer to Mm. me. Oh, that'd be nice. A beer would be real nice right now, but... That's okay. It's all right. Yeah, speak- I, I choose not to drink, but it's well, okay. You know, speaking of, you know, what's great about this is that we're actively choosing in the state of Kentucky, in this part of Kentucky, to forego Monday Night Raw <laughs> to speak on a podcast. DVR. <laughs> and judging by the last week or so, it hasn't been worth the, to watch it live anyway. You want to skip through all the BS. Oh, man, I can't wait till we do the... Uh, oh, there's only about... Two hours and 45 minutes of that, though, right? Yeah. yeah. They reached a record low, 1.9 or something like that. It was awful, awful. Didn't they make fun of TNA for having such low ratings? They made fun well, they the ratings were the 90s. What are you talking yeah. about? But, uh, Eight, you know, now 18. the owner is going to be on there tonight to uh-huh. make a big announcement to shake things up again. That's That's never, ever going to be enough. It, unless they go back to kind of nice. like the attitude, yeah. Then, um, yeah, I want to. Well, they're that. trying. <laughs> Bless their hearts. We're a publicly <laughs> traded company. We can't do that. We gotta sell fruity pebbles. 
<laughs> they did. They had John Cena to do that. Thanks to The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason. He's the reason why the show SmackDown is called SmackDown. I believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's damn true. I you're like w- that. You're welcome. Set you up. Gave you the volley. <laughs> you did. You're welcome. But before we get into the main topic tonight. Oh, Lord. Uh, I see what's on your phone. A couple things. <laughs> well, you know, on the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the the format uh you know there's a couple of items uh places in there for like you know local news stuff like that uh two things <laughs> we had a because I, I didn't have anything for the nostalgia I I saw like, that. that's great and that scared <laughs> oh, me because man. i've Opera been there within the work. recent weeks have you been checked no but <laughs> but symptoms would have developed i was told true by medical professionals you do look a little yellow that's because I've been under so much stress. Yeah. You sure it's not that hip, A? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fortunate thing is medical professionals did say that if you have eaten there and you haven't developed anything in the recent few weeks, then you're not going to. Are they to. closed? Uh, they reopen on Sunday, which makes today December 17th, 2018. Did they find out who it was? Oh, yeah, they knew. Uh, it was an employee that had worked there at the Glasgow office for a while, a restaurant, and then they went to work at the Columbia restaurant. Oh, nice. So is Columbia shut down too? That I don't know. But the ironic thing is she is suing Burger King. Why? Now get this. Who here knows how to contract Hep A? Anybody? Well, let me tell you what. What she's suing for, you certainly as hell cannot... You know, contract it through vegetables and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> rotten tomatoes. She's saying she caught it from Burger King? Yes, she did. So that's what she's saying. Hmm. Yeah. I bet mm. she wins. They'll settle just to keep it quiet. Maybe. Yeah. People are. This is a interesting. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got you to gotta admit, that's kind of the, the yeah. wildest thing that's happened around here. In, so her name's in out years. there? Uh, it hasn't been released yet. Gotcha. Yeah, that's all right. Hmm. Other little, other little bit this is of an interesting development. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Yep, cotton. Same. Other little bit of news. Um, you know how the, we enjoyed the fact that Governor Bevan had, you know, by the Supreme Court had his yeah thing shot down. Mm-hmm. Now he's calling a special legislative of course, session. Of course he is. Yeah. Because he's like, the pension system needs to change. Okay, I'll admit, some parts of it does. Okay? It wouldn't be a half-broken system if it wasn't. You know, because it has no way to sustain itself after the next 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. But we've got 20, 30 years to fix it. Right. But what you don't do is what he did and, why this, and what the Supreme Court said. You cannot take a piece of legislation that has passed... Take that away and then slide a different bill inside there. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. In a perfect world, sure. But also in a perfect world, Bevan wouldn't be our governor. You'd be straight. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's really all the local news that I had for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so... <sighs> I'm so sick of hearing his name, seeing his face. Yeah, unfortunately, we've still got another couple of years. Yep. But, but he's a man with morals. So says the old people on Facebook. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so did Bill Cosby every single night that he slipped a little Mickey into the drinks. Right. Ooh. Was America's dad. <laughs> he was America's dirty uncle after yeah. <laughs> they found out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, so how far are we into this already? Nine minutes. Can we talk for another three so I can do an ad and then we can do hit the main topic? Sure. All right. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh, hell, I don't know. How's your mom and them? Prices of eggs in China. Nah. <laughs> nah. Collusion. Collusion. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't wait to figure out uh, how that whole investigation is going to come out. Nah. I don't care anymore. You know. Enlighten me. Well, you know, know here's the thing. About. You know, Donald Trump, in many ways, may be an idiot. Mm-hmm. However, you cannot be a CEO of a huge multi-billion right. dollar company without being smart enough mm-hmm. to cushion yourself right. from things like he's being accused of, you know, mm-hmm. having some sort of real estate deals going on to his knowledge in right. Russia. Right. He now he may have known, but I guarantee you there's gonna be there's not gonna be enough evidence to prove that he, you know, without him fully confessing mm-hmm. that he hundred percent did know. He'll never it, it'll never happen. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a sh- world i don't know i don't care anymore to be honest with you <laughs> I, d- I don't care either way I'm, hey, do you have I'm any sick. tape we can tape his eyes open with? i'm sick of uh the diehard supporters talking stupid i'm sick yep. of the far leaning left anti-supporters talking stupid i just feel like if uh russia or north korea or whoever just brings the bomb down on us and we can hit the refresh button that would be great <laughs> it might be well deserved i mean hell with all of them yeah. i'm sick of hearing it hey as long as i don't as long as it I'm has ruined saturday night live uh, for yes. me and uh it's i mean it's not funny the same joke over and over yeah no different way of putting it no nope. it just sucks yeah it's uh, even though even the it's, it's a, a wonderful life spoof that the media is like oh look at here it sucks the yeah. only the only satire that I can appreciate nowadays is South Park because they tell everybody you're stupid yeah every single one of you All are right. ignorant and that is why even though they are tired of making the show yeah hashtag cancel South Park we're tired of telling these people how stupid they are yeah I mean <laughs> they've been done for ten years they they're, yeah. they don't want to do the show anymore but, they're but so good it is it is so it good never and stop being good and they keep paying them more and more money oh yeah South on yeah the, Comedy Central knows what they have there the, they lost Dave Chappelle they don't want to lose South Park on the uh, SNL um, actually Jason Moore was in a very very good skit. Uh, it was hilarious. Uh, I think I don't know if it was last week or when exactly, but uh, it was an Elf on the Shelf. Oh Jesus! I didn't see it. You didn't see? Oh, mm-hmm. this this one skit I was stopped hilarious. Watching. Um, I watched. When I Chappelle just happened hosted. to catch it. I don't normally watch. That's the last full show that I watched is when Dave Chappelle hosted. Um, and but, he was uh, fantastic. Yes, he I was. was so he happy to, to see him. He got a lot of about that too i don't care exactly he's yeah. dave Chappelle. he's that's a comedian. what that's what he's supposed to he's do. a comedian that's his job <laughs> make you laugh make you think which brings us to our main topic which we'll get to right after our sponsor oh no you just got food all over your favorite outfit you have a wedding this weekend and your trusty suit is wrinkled and looks dingy normal washing just won't get that spot out 
Your pants need to be let out or taken in. Don't panic. Instead, come down to Key Dry Cleaners. The staff at Key Dry Cleaners takes pride in making sure you look your best for any and all occasions. Key Dry Cleaners offers same-day dry cleaning and laundered services as well as timely quality service for any alterations. Key Dry Cleaners has serviced Glasgow and the surrounding areas for over 25 years with the same quality and care that has helped make them not only the, a long-time establishment in Barron County, but also help name them best dry cleaners in Barron County for 2018. Key Dry Cleaners is located at 401 Happy Valley Road and their hours are 7 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Monday through Friday and 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturdays, closed on Sundays. So come on down to Key Dry Cleaners where all your dry cleaning needs are met with a smile. Oh man, that's painful. Every time I hear it, it's painful. <laughs> and I think that's just because I'm the one, uh, you know, I recorded my it's voice okay. on it. But. I, uh, oh, I was working at a radio. Poop. <laughs> I was working at a radio station for about a minute. Uh-huh. And uh, same, same people who own Guntown now. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the characters on top of the hill is the dummy, which oh, I yeah. played a lot. Yeah, that and, was quite uh, enjoyable. We, we, we thoroughly enjoyed it. What? You playing the dummy? Oh, I, I thought you I don't, I don't mean that. I don't mean that as a shot. I know I so, we thoroughly enjoyed you playing that because it, 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 it was uh, it was very funny. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but the, they they wanted to do an ad for the for the mountain, mm. and then we had the the haunt coming up in October, so we threw that on the end too. Mm. I was like, okay, I didn't write anything. I was just like, let me go into the recording room, yeah, and I'll do it as the dummy. And you guys tell me if you like it or not. So I started it out with, Hey! Hey! Hey, everybody! It's, uh, how did I say it? Hey, everybody! This is the Guntown Mountain Dummy. Come on down. So, uh, yeah. Put a little soul in it, Matt. That's what I'm trying to tell you. As tired as he is, he can still pull <laughs> energy in order to do a roll. That's actually quite see impressive. how much it takes out of him. <laughs> It'll probably wake me up. But By the time I leave here, it is interesting you mentioned that because you s- sort of went into that doing the same thing that the focus of our topic this evening, mm-hmm. what he did when he went in for a certain role, a very famous mm-hmm. role that came out in the early 90s called on his Aladdin. Oh, yes. Okay, I thought you were starting from the beginning. Okay. No, I'm just intro- I'm just introducing you. the the topic. Uh-huh. Um and I'm talking about Mr. Robin Williams. Yes. Fourth cousin. The man. Mm. You're so full of shit. Yeah. But if you really were, that'd be awesome. My eyes aren't yet, uh, brown, though. No. They're blue. Yeah. They're pretty blue. Yeah. Well, it just depends on if you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> we give everybody nice. Shit. nice. Yeah. Thank you. Hey. I can take Robin well, McLaren I mean, Williams. Robin went in. For the his audition for Mork and Mindy, and he knew he was audition. Well, take that back. Not Mork and Mindy, a uh, guest spot on Happy Days. Yes, he was to play an alien, and he decided uh, aliens don't sit down like normal people. So when he went in for his audition, he sat on his head. <laughs> I like that the uh, the casting director. Uh, I'm trying to remember, I think he said something like he was the only alien that he'd met at the casting. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It's probably Gary Marshall because Gary was the yeah. Over, I would over say so. Show yeah over Happy Days and then over Gary Morgan Marshall, Indy. famous for making all sorts of television episodes, yeah, uh, television and shows, and the kids father. might remember him from Hocus Pocus. He was master, master. yeah, and, and that was his wife Penny. Yes, so yeah. saying husband to Penny Marshall, mm-hmm. who is also the, the very was trying to change the channel, try, yeah. trying to get her out of the way. <laughs> also known for being in the film business. Yep. Yeah, made her own name. Yep. Yeah. Two legends. Yeah. But the uh, the audition that I was referencing was when he went in for Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went in there. They It's almost like they wrote the part for him. They wanted him to be the genie. Right. But then when he went in there, he was reading the script, and it wasn't coming out right. And he looked at the casting director and said, can I do something? Can I play? Can I play? Mm-hmm. And they, what are they going to tell Robin Williams? Right. No? No. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up animating the movie around him. Yes. And it actually cost them uh, an opportunity for that movie to be nominated for an Oscar. Why? And there was something about how so much of a person's role has to be written, but every single bit of his lines in there were ad lib. So? But that's something about the Academy cannot um, – there's, a, there's a, a rule in there that says that they will not allow – uh, in certain categories, like an animated film, for you know to be nominated, you have to have so much of every character's dialogue pre-written. I don't believe that. That's BS. Uh, yeah, it's BS. If it's, it's if true. it's true, no wonder they can't get a damn host. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know it's wow. you know they're in bad shape when they when people say, "Hey, let Steve Harvey host," and Steve Harvey says, "No." Yeah, yeah. That man will right. host anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and and get the winners wrong uh, sometimes, but <laughs> they brought Kevin, him back. Kevin Hart, I oh. do not blame him whatsoever no. in no, the slightest either. for no. saying, "You know what? I don't want to do it." It was pretty cool. Now, he went on Twitter after that and apologized, but I don't think he was apologizing to the Academy. He was apologizing to anybody, any human being that might have been offended. But yeah, he's but not, he wasn't apologizing for what he said because he's already tired of apologizing. Right. For he's, he's not apologizing for saying it. He's apologizing no. if somebody got hurt. That's pretty much how he worded it. Yes. Um, which even then, I don't think he should apologize, but no. whatever. He, which, he, he likes to joke about how short he is. How small he is, he proved to a lot to the world, in my opinion, just how, how tall, tall he, he is. Uh, when he uh, when he told them, you know what, I'm not going to apologize, and I don't want to do this anymore. So see you. Yeah. And then he went over to another country and broke a record. I believe it. So hey, you know, it was in the same which is, week, which is interesting because Robin Williams said he had that same sort of. Robin didn't want to hurt anybody. He didn't want to hurt anybody. He was anybody. a comedian. Yes, and he did say some things that people could have taken as. Oh a, a yeah, fan. he started a war between the governor and the leader of another yes. country. Yes, he did. <laughs> but all in between, all because of a joke in between cocaine binges. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not mm-hmm. not to make light of his uh, of his uh, addiction over the years, but he right. he did he did. Make well, he fun of he it. would laugh too. I oh, mean, yeah, absolutely. God, you have to. You gotta laugh at yourself. And then all these people, who it's it's weird to me how this is the double standard in 2018. Oh, Donald Trump can't laugh at himself. Of course not. But a comedian cracks a joke on a certain group of people. Or, or a certain stigma or stereotype or whatever, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, World War Three. Yeah. Grow up. I, I, I tell you. Rob, just like Robin Williams said, joke them <laughs> if you can't take a f***. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, t- I tell you, one of my favorite uh, quotes, I, I couldn't quite remember how it was said, so I looked it up today. It says, 
Reality is just a crutch for people who can't cope with drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad when you give Prozac to a that's cat and they sit in the corner. Yeah, that's right. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jeremy? <laughs> Do I? It's sad when you give Prozac to a cat and they just sit in the corner going, me, me, <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, you're so great. Oh, man. He he had some major ADHD, I think. But, it, but that was a part of the his, genius of his performance. It yeah, was, it was it his was mania. Just, ah. God, he was the best. He was, and the ultimate. And to him, Jonathan name. Winters was the was it, the best. It's in the name. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> to him, Jonathan Winters. He called him his comedy Buddha, and he was the same. Jonathan ended up in a mental institution for a while. Uh, see, he I didn't had know a nervous that. breakdown. Yeah. 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 See, I, I like. Brain, I mean, their minds were just so, so fast. Uh, it, you know, you got to cope somehow, and. I mean, if you got a mind like Robin had, what are you going to do? Cocaine. Hey, yeah, that'll take the edge off. Yeah. That's just what I need. <laughs> More go. Oh, man. I t- but I t- he, he um, yeah, he was, he was, he was fantastic. I wonder if he got that, uh, I don't know what you call it. You guys call it an actor's high or whatever? Oh, I'm oh, sure yeah, he did. Absolutely. absolutely. I get it every time. And it's hard to come down. It is. Uh, uh, there's plenty of nights. I mean, as, and it's not even dur- uh, during rehearsals. It's whether the audience liked it or not. Mm-hmm. You pay attention to how you felt about your own performance. Of course, it always helps when they, you get a reaction. Oh, yeah. If, that if, you're, is if you're doing theater, instant anyway, gratification. Instant, instant. Uh, that's the difference. That's the main difference to me between film and theater is theater, you only get one shot to mm-hmm. get it right. Which is a uh, one of the big things that he faced uh, as a stand-up comedian uh, back in uh, San Francisco, was it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Go Niners. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Especially back in the seventies, man. They they 80s. were. Or, well, seventies and eighties. Yeah. Well, the Niners weren't very good in the seventies. Doubles. That's all I know. Doubles. <laughs> Chicago. That's second city. <laughs> That's eighties and nineties. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Uh, bulls, the bulls, the bulls, the bulls, the bulls. See, I like to, I like to act like I have all the answers, but sometimes I actually, uh, I, I don't. So it's, it's good to uh, be corrected. I, I do like learning, so I don't sound like a, a complete idiot. Of course, oh, well, I'm still I mean, an idiot. They got Montana in '79. So yeah. okay, so te- hey, technically I was right. <sighs> oh, they sucked that year, but but you, you, look, you can't go by first year. They 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 won their first Super Bowl. You in only 81. lay the foundation the first year. Then eighty one, they won their beautiful. first Super Bowl. <laughs> so, what was your favorite Robin Williams role, Brad? Oh, f- you gotta put me on the spot like that. Um, <laughs> or Matt could go first and then um, give you time to think about it. Goodwill Hunting. You won an award for that one. Um, I mean, I think we can all agree that he had just as much serious stuff as as the comedy stuff it's not your fault and he was you know yep amazing at both oh fantastic you might think i'm morbid in saying he went to juilliard he did i mean (laughs) but at juilliard is where he was told that he needed to focus more on his comedy than yeah uh, than the dramatics and the serious but he made both work oh he did but he had to lay the foundation Patch adams was a great mix oh man of serious and funny oh i love the um Though, what do you call oh it? yeah, the, kind of the doors. Yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite scenes from that film is the the angry patient who kept throwing bedpans and stuff. And, oh man! And what got him turned around with Robin's character with Patch is he wakes up and there's Robin dressed up like an angel. He says a preview of coming attractions. <laughs> <laughs> so, the guy's like nurse. 
<laughs> but uh, uh, oh, yeah, he's so good. Uh, I don't know. I've got, I've got a couple different. I'll ones. probably repeat that a thousand more times. Oh, no, by ahead. the end of this episode, he was but, so good. Well, no, I've got, I've got a couple of uh, roles that I just I just thought he was spectacular at. You know, mm-hmm. since you've already mentioned Goodwill Hunting, I'll go a different route. Um, you may think I'm a little morbid. Oh, but, do you agree? Uh, yeah, I do agree. What are you going to say? The world according to Garp? No, one hour photo. I knew it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was good too. Oh man, he was a uh, he was great. He's uh, creepy. Yeah, what was that one movie he was in with Al Pacino? I can't remember. Uh, took place in Alaska. He played a uh, serial killer. Oh, um, I was just thinking of that one too, but I don't know the name of it. Uh, Insomnia. <sighs> Insomnia. Yes, man, that movie should have done better. Yeah, it was a great movie. Insomnia. Uh, uh, Awakenings. Mm-hmm. Robert De Niro. Yes, man. I, I mean, and Robin. Which, if you're an actor, you should anyway. Try to learn, especially if the movie's based on a real person. Mm-hmm. Try to learn all you can about that person. Oh, yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp's pretty good at that. Uh, but, I mean, Robin would um, meet these people and hear their story, want to know. And, I mean, I remember what he's the name is taboo now, but Matt Lauer. <laughs> uh, when Robin passed away, Matt hadn't been exposed yet. Oh, no, he'd already been exposed plenty of times. Uh, well, the, not to the point where it cost him his job. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was still revered on Today, and uh, I was actually watching a few days ago on YouTube their tribute to him on, on the Today Show. Oh. And uh, that was one of the things Matt said that Robin did as a guest on an interview. He would talk to the crew, ask them how they're doing, want to know about them and about their job. Um Another story was in every film that he worked on in this contract, it was written a certain amount of homeless, homeless people, people had to be a part of the crew. Yes. Yeah, it was just his way. Comic of- relief. He went before Congress. Yeah. Um, and one of his best lines outside of performing was before Congress. Mm-hmm. You can't keep helping people up. you got to stop them from falling. Yes. Man. That's awesome. Three of the best speakers in front of Congress. I mean, celebrity-wise. Michael J. Fox. Mm, I think a little bit more than that. I mean, obviously, just because of the work that he's done, that's been important. he did good. Him and, and I, I mean, mean Ali sitting right next to him. But I mean, like neat. almost swinging out of left field. Mm-hmm. You know, Robin Williams would be one of them because you wouldn't think in front of Congress that it was. You know, right? He but cracked, he, not, he cracked some jokes, but he he, kept, he, he got his message across. But pretty Ashton good. Kutcher. It was him. Do it, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton, my God, that was crazy. I'll tell you who, uh, the two people I'm thinking of. Um, uh, besides Robin, but with Robin though was I don't know if Bob Zamuda mm-hmm. was there or not with him, but uh, Whoopi and Billy was there. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they were doing a, a comic relief. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. I couldn't mm-hmm. remember the name mm-hmm. of it. Uh, I was thinking about D. But they were trying Mr. Rogers. to. Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. And Tom Hanks is playing him in the movie. Yes. I can't wait to see that. Which can you imagine? If Robin was still here today, do you think that he might have been up for the Mr. Rogers role? Um, I think Tom would have beaten him. But do you think they would have offered Tom the role? Do you think they would have uh, offered Robin first? Because no. the I, See, I don't know. I just don't. I, um, be, and the reason I say that is it, it has nothing to do with Robin's talent because, like I said, I love him. But uh, it's just how that they work. Hmm. And Tom... Like America's Sweetheart, male version of America's Sweetheart. Oh, sorry. No, just America's Sweetheart. I don't want to ruffle any feathers <laughs> saying, that, saying it that way. Um, but no, I don't You're think... You're not gender profiling. I, uh, no, I don't think that uh, Robin would have beaten Tom Hanks out of that role. 
kind of felt like he had a somewhat of a version of it with uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, he did. Oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire was playing great. with the dinosaurs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have to say, as as you know, that's a family movie. Mm-hmm. But there are some family movies that I don't care who you are, you know, big rough guy or, you know, the most effeminate female. You, if it's on TV, sometimes you'll just you'll just stop and watch. Yep. And that is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the day that he passed away, that night I tried to I put in Mrs. Doubtfire, oh. and I got in maybe three or four Figalos. Because that's how it started. Yeah. Figolo, 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 figolo. I, I got literally three or four of them. And Can I you cut say it that off. five times fast, by the way? I, I, <laughs> what? Figolo, 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 hit. Oh, no, what the power way for a bird to die? <laughs> no, I didn't even make it that far. I, like, I'll seriously. Concede. Three or four figolos. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I cut it off because I could not, uh, I couldn't watch him. Yeah. I couldn't look at him. And it, it sucks. It, and it's like, uh, you, you never even met the man before. But you feel like you know him because he was always in your life. Oh, yeah. Because you always watched him. And it's hard for some people to understand. When he passed away, there was a girl that I don't even know why she's on my Facebook friends list is beyond me. Um, (laughs) But she posted a status talking about celebrity worship and soldiers die every day. Nobody talks about them. I was like, well, for one, if we talked, <laughs> if we mentioned a, sh- a soldier every time they died, people like you would be upset because that's all we talk about because yeah. it happens every day. Yeah. And two, that celebrity, and I put it in quotations, did more for our soldiers than our president. Oh, yeah. He, he, was the, he, and, he performed at the USO a number of times. Oh, man. I mean, it, unbelievable. Well, the stuff that he did for the to the soldiers, which is make them laugh. Mm-hmm. You can't. No, I'm sorry. The I president did. has not had nothing on Robin Williams. Well, see, the the, the thing with it is, people forget that yes, people like Robin. He's a celebrity. Yeah. People f- tend to forget that these are people. Yeah. That they're human beings. Mm-hmm. And you know, in in the case with Robin, you know, he he had friends, you know, family. He had children. Yeah. You know, he had a couple ex-wives, but, you know, mm-hmm. who hasn't anymore? Right. <laughs> well, she, she, uh, she, she backtracked on what she was saying because I commented uh, on it. Because I was like, you know what? If it was anybody else, I would just overlook it. But this man has done so much good for so many people. Mm-hmm. Screw you. I think she, you know, you know honestly. She's so, but what she said, well, I'm not talking about Robin. Oh, yeah. Oh, it just so happens to be the day that he, that celebrity is the one that died. Yeah. You decide to post his status. No. Sure. Okay. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, not even not even strong enough to stick to her guns. I, I do love, you know, if you can just sit and think about how these celebrities actually are as human beings, mm-hmm. you know, you can just look at the development development of the relationships he has with other people. Yeah. Whether it is the USO, the soldiers, whether it's... You know his family or his mm-hmm. children, or like his daughter, who's now going into you yeah. know gone into film of some sort. Mm-hmm. The crew, the crew. Oh my gosh! I don't remember uh, her name. The, uh, the Zelda. Act- no, 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 no. Not his daughter. Not his daughter. Not his One daughter. of them is the actress who played the little girl M- Matilda and, oh, yeah, and, yeah, the, yeah. and the little girl yeah. in Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember um, her name either, but she. No, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't her. It was the one that played Liddy, the, the older daughter. Oh. Um, she was uh, in jeopardy of getting kicked out of school. She went to a school in Canada, 
and Mrs. Doubtfire shoot ran long. Uh, so she would get her work from school and turn it into them. Mm-hmm. Well, when they sent her her work for the last time, they sent her along with a letter saying, oh, by the way, we're going to kick you out because this is becoming a distraction, yada, yada, yada. So Robin, she said Robin saw how uh, she was upset, so he questioned her on it. What's going on? She told him. She, he wanted to know the principal's address, mm-hmm. and he wrote a letter, handwritten letter, to the principal of her school, begging him, pretty much, to reconsider, let her stay in school, that she's doing this. This is, this is not a bad thing for her. No. It's a good thing for her, but this is what she wants to do, and, and could you understand that? So she said that the principal, they frame the letter in the principal's office, didn't let her come back to school. <laughs> But at least he tried. Yeah. yeah. And the only reason they, they frame the letter is because it's from Robin Williams, you know. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. We appreciate the letter, but no, you're not coming back to school. It is. It Which is, is whatever, you know. But uh, it just shows you the type of person he was. He didn't have to do that. You know, the, he could have went to his trailer, had a drink. He could have. It's <laughs> like screw that little but, kid's feelings. Especially in those days, because he was he was still drinking then too, wasn't it? Or he was just Maybe. he was just getting off the wagon or getting. How's that go? I don't know. He did it so many times. Yeah, <laughs> he went off and on. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty neat thing to do. You know, uh, I I tell you what, you you hear about these famous people and when they're just you know in college or mm-hmm. you know these other things that they they encounter each other, you know, and then right. years later, Christopher you know, Reeve, Christopher Reeve. Oh my God, you knew exactly where I was going with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. They well, they went to a Juilliard, Juilliard. together, mm-hmm. and you know. It's like uh, Chris Reeve had the opposite, uh, you know, route. You know, he started out more dramatic, right. and then he started trying to do more comedic type of roles, mm-hmm. like in the movie Noises Off. Or, oh, Marco Kane, oh, John Ritter. That's a great oh, play. That is a great Period. play. But I tell you what, just just the the people that were John on, Ritter, man, that was another one. Oh man, both and John, John and Robin were different in a very good way. Mm-hmm. They had their own style. Yeah. Nowadays, it's kind of hard to say, well, this person has this style, this person has this style. Back then, man, it was diverse. Now everybody tries to be like everybody else. No, it sucks. Ritter, his, his comedic timing with physical comedy was like Chris Farley yeah. eventually became. Uh, Robin... Would just go 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 go, and John could do that too. They were just different, yeah. you know. But they were so. The, those are two that uh, in in the comedy history, I think, especially television wise, are two of the best. Not two, not the best. Two of the best. Now, did you did you know that they also had a couple other famous classmates during uh, in their school year? Robert, that they did mm-hmm. that. There was more than him and Christopher. Reed. Yeah, I don't. William Hurt. And uh, Mandy Patinkin, who, those of you who aren't really familiar with that name, you will know him forever for his most famous role as Inigo Montoya. Oh. Princess Bride. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they all shared the same program together. That, that's And the same year is it's crazy. Yeah. Class of 73. Uh, Robin, uh, that's another thing that happened when Chris had his accident. Got paralyzed. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, Robin he, comes into the room. He patched Adams' Wearing scrubs. In. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Patra. <laughs> yeah. And uh, finally, Chris picked up on it because he saw the eyes. Yeah, but do you remember what he said to 
he came in with an accent, with a Russian accent, and he started putting on rubber gloves and he started telling uh, telling Christopher Reeve that uh, he's going to have to start digging around in his bum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Chris finally realized what was happening, started laughing. <laughs> And he, and according to Robin and a few, and Christopher Reeve, and Christopher Reeve, yeah, he said this himself in an interview. Yeah, that is the moment that he decided I want to live. Yeah, because on the surface, what do you got to live for? You're confined to this chair. Yeah. You, you're not going to be able to be Superman anymore. That's yeah. what you may be Lex Luthor. You know, but you're never going to get out of that chair. And Robin comes in, just makes him laugh. That's it. That's all he needed. And then he was like, you know what? I'm going to own this. And you know what? That just shows what kind of power Robin Williams had. Because I, I tell you what, you know, you know, rest his soul, you know, Robin Williams. If he had his own Robin Williams <laughs> to get him through those dark hours, mm-hmm. he'd still be with us. No, I don't believe that. I do. I don't. Because he had him. He had Billy Crystal. Uh, he had he had quite a few Bobcat Goldthwait. He had a lot of Robins in his life. Uh, what got Robin Williams was that of Robin Williams control. Yeah. Louis body dementia. Once his brain starts seeing shit that's not there, I mean, there's nobody, nobody could have helped him. Nobody. I mean, Unless they didn't misdiagnose him. Yeah. Because the last thing that was found on his iPad was drugs that he should have been taking. Yeah. He was Googling. So it would come, like Bobcat said, it would he would come in and out. One minute he's there, next minute he's not. He could go a few days and not be there, then one day, boom, he's there. So for him to come into his to the to the room where his wife was sleeping, grabbed his iPad, and then they find that as being the last thing that was searched. He knew he was still there in a way because he knew what he needed. Well, his uh, his uh, widow googled his symptoms, and that's what it said. Well, his widow said that uh, he told her that. He was losing his mind. Mm-hmm. He knew that he, what was happening to him. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that he was completely unconscious of it. He knew yeah. it was happening to him. Mm-hmm. That's a scary thing. Yeah. And especially if somebody whose mind was so That's what he sharp. was. That was his mind. His mind was so... It was his moneymaker. It's like that. That was everything. I don't know if... Uh, now, you listeners out there, if you have not watched this, please go to YouTube and watch it. Or uh, CWC or any of these other apps that might be able to show... The episode that he was on, whose line is it anyway? Oh my goodness! That if you have not watched that, him and Wayne Brady were so good together. Oh, just please, and and you know he he had dyed his hair for the movie One Hour Photo. Yeah. So you know, but oh my gosh, the 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 best the genius that came out of that man. He was having fun, just pure fun, and it was you know it's ad lib, it's improv. <laughs> Do what, just be go out there and be Robin, and he was, and it was chaos. Yeah, left and right, it was chaos, but it was well, great. And what's crazy is you're talking about a comedy show. Inside the actor studio was an interview show. James Lipton hosted. <laughs> it was just an interview show, mm-hmm. and he turned it into two hours of stand-up comedy. Yeah, improv comedy, killed it. I mean, what what was it like ten? 10 to 15 minutes into the show, James Lipton finally says, for my first question, because it was nothing but <laughs> ripping and raving as soon as he came out. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Brad, you were posed with a question earlier about, uh, you know, his... My favorite. Your favorite ro- uh, role that Robin was in. Uh, why did you choose that? 
Why did I choose Goodwill Hunting? Yes. Because, I, I, you know, everybody will, you know, most everybody will give a cookie cutter answer, but I feel like you're not. <laughs> um, I like those type of characters. I've, I've seen it uh, played a few times um, for whatever reason that the type of character that he played, um, and I don't know, really just kind of hits home to me for some yeah. reason. Can't really explain why. Well, you know, the thing of it is he, he played a therapist mm-hmm. in that. And because of Who his, had his own baggage. Yes. Now, because of how he approached that role and performed that role, there were, you know, there were, they were writing papers about that character in therapy classes in schools and, you know, um, specialty programs That's why all he's over more the than country. Just a celebrity. Yes. And I think maybe the reason why Goodwill Hunting just, that role just hits that spot for everybody is because at the end of the day, he was speaking as a th- therapist, but Robin was an everyman. He mm-hmm. was an average person. Yes, he was spastic. He was funny, but he was also humble. Mm-hmm. He was very caring. He was just a tremendous person. And I think that that's just, that's going to be the theme of this show is just that he was a, per- he was a, a human being. He was a tremendous person mm-hmm. that this world is very sorely lacking right now. Yep. Absolutely. Welcome and to I the show. Think that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't think there will ever be another one. No, I don't. Either. At least not quite like him. Well, I think we're going to take a one more small break just so we can do that other ad, get it out of the way. And uh, we'll talk some more about you hear Robin. that sponsors. We're just going to get the, Get you out of here. Hey, as long as they're said, <laughs> <laughs> um, then we're going to come back. We'll talk a little more about Robin, uh, some of his later work that wasn't quite as successful yet meaningful. It was more meaningful than it was successful. And a few other things, uh, some of the stuff that he uh, got into, and just anything and everything Robin because we love the guy. But we'll be right back. Christmas is coming up and you're stressed out about the family photo you've been planning. You were ready for fall, but your hair wasn't. You have a formal coming up and you can't quite get that glamorous look you've been dreaming of. Then, look no further than Vanity Salon and Spa. Vanity Salon and Spa is a full-service salon who specializes in styling, color, and makeup. Our stylists work hard to make sure your dreams are a reality by showing you glamour and beauty is no further than a phone call away. Vanity Salon and Spa is located at 403 Happy Valley Road in Glasgow, Kentucky. Their hours are 7.30 a.m. until 7 o'clock at night or until the last appointment of the day. Call 270-629-4779 to make an appointment. Let the girls of Vanity Salon and Spa show you that glamour and beauty are always within reach. <laughs> That's what I was going to do. Uh, beat you to it. Well, we're back. <laughs> well, you, you said Goodwill Hunting. What did you say? 
Uh, I said um, one hour photo. That was I, I, I had I had two. Uh, one of them was one hour photo. I didn't get to go into my other one. The uh, mm-hmm. the other one was of course um, uh, Dead Poet Society. That's mine. Yep. And a lot my, of good young actors in that too. Oh, oh God, Captain yeah, Brendan Fraser. Good Lord, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Man, he 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 almost had a career resurgence uh, <laughs> recently. Oh, almost, <laughs> almost, yeah. <laughs> he did that one. Uh, Sorry, Ethan. Sinister almost. that that movie horror movie Sinister was yeah, that the name of it? I think. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, he died. So, I asked. I I asked that question, but it's so hard for me to give it give an answer myself. Yeah. Uh, Dead Poet Society. Serious movie, serious role. That would probably be my choice. God. Well, I mean, but then again, you had World According to Garp. That was fantastic. Insomnia, like you mentioned earlier, Awakenings, uh, Fisher King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my man! I mean, there's it's a ton. There's a ton. Um, but Dead Poet Society. I kind of like the whole. The, the teach Jack Black sort of did it in uh, School of Rock. He tried. Yeah, rip it. T- turn to a page such and such. Rip it out of there. Yeah, you know stuff like that. Yeah. But then the um, they the the fact that the school got rid of the teacher, and then the kids were like, "Wait a minute, no, we, like we don't want to do we, we." There's other stuff. See, th- this is why I'm not a big fan of college. If high school was supposed to prepare you for college, then I feel like you should have a pretty good idea of what you would like to try to do, even though not everybody does by the time you get into college. So if I'm paying money to learn about stuff, I want to pay money to learn about what I want to learn about. I don't, if, if, I'm, if I have a master in such and such, mm-hmm. then that should be the only thing I have to worry about. Right. I don't care about your your computer class. I don't care about your science, your math. Mm-hmm. I want to learn this. Well, see that that's that's why I think general education. This is a complete for a completely different podcast. But to me, general education requirements should be handled in high school. Yep. Get you to that level. Exactly. If you want to go past and take more. But it's a money. It's reviews. a money scheme. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's all it is. Yeah. I agree one hundred percent. So. Um, I agree, hundred one, hundred one. Oh man, uh, just Robin Williams is just a naturally funny man. Yep, and I, I think that started in his childhood. He he was trying to find a way to overcome some things that was going on in his childhood. You know, his dad was a very busy man, so he was kind of absent. He wasn't really he wasn't gone, but mm-hmm. it was like my father, and uh, in that when I was growing up. He worked seven days a week. You know, he ran his own business. Mm-hmm. So even though I saw him every night, but he was gone every day. And he didn't come uh, in until dinner. And then he mm-hmm. was out like a light because right. he was up before dawn. So I didn't, you know, I th- can see my a little bit of myself in Robin in trying to look for something to hold on to like mm-hmm. that. So he had that little bit of, you know, a little bit of rough time growing up. He was also a very overweight kid. I don't know if any anybody out there knew that. Robin he was, was a, a, the pictures, definitely an over hair kid. Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> the, the pictures I've seen of him when he was younger, he didn't look overweight at all. Well, that's because he got into soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that, when he was uh, when he was going into uh, first grade, second grade, he was a he was a chunk. Hmm. 
He was a very big, chunky guy. He was a, sort of like Chunk from the Goonies. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he just had that extra weight, you know. And then – so he was very shy. You know, he didn't really – Oh, yeah. He was an introvert. Yes, he was very introverted. He's, a, he's the only child. Uh, you know, he, and the, the parents were pretty well-to-do. Mm-hmm. They wasn't hurting. <laughs> you know, they, they weren't worried about paycheck to paycheck. No, so, because he, he was, was a, he was a, a he was a CEO of one of the regional mm-hmm. uh, areas of uh, one of the uh, was it GM? No, Ford. Ford was it Ford? I think it was Ford. I can't remember. I I'm think pretty it, sure it was Ford. Yeah, one of them. One so of, no, one they weren't them. hurting for money. No, so but Robin was in his room a lot by himself. Yeah, and now he although his mother, I don't know if you've ever seen the video of them two together. She, he credits her uh, for wanting to get into comedy. And uh, he said that she had this, like, I love you in red, I love you in blue, but most of all, I love you in blue. <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> you know, just something. Yeah. Uh, she, he said her sense of humor was outrageous. Mm. And if you watch the footage of them two together when he was when he was older, yeah, yeah, she's very funny. She oh, was yeah. very funny. Uh, so he didn't have a terrible childhood. No, it wasn't terrible. As, you know, I, I there wasn't was, even there trying wasn't to... There wasn't any abuse or anything, but no. he was alone. Yes. And he was raised a certain way. Yes. To where... So I guess it came from his dad more than his mom, considering how sense of humor, what type of sense of humor she yeah. had. Yeah. He and was more reserved. He was, and he, uh, he was very shy. He didn't really come out of his shell until yeah. he was in uh, high school when he got into high school drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, even as an adult. Yeah. You know? you, you well, hear, high school is drama. <laughs> Straight it is. Billy Billy Crystal uh, ha- has all kinds of stories about that. Like, uh, so Billy's a big baseball guy. Yeah. Well, oh, he, huge. He, and oh. Huge. He, he drops he always, a notch in my book because he is a Yankee fan. But yeah, but uh, he always finds some, uh, Billy Crystal always finds some way to uh, bring baseball into his movies, no matter yeah. what role it is. That he, it, and sometimes it seems really random, mm-hmm. you know. But he always has to have something in his uh, roles that has something to do with baseball. Yeah, has to. He uh, was telling a story, and I, I'll butcher it if I'll just give you the gist of it. It was him and Robin at a baseball game, and oh, I know what you're talking. There about. was people you know, people around talking. Robin was just kind of there, looking mm-hmm. down at the ground, and then uh, all of a sudden, Billy noticed this, and he was like, "Hey, you want to?" You want to meet my uh, my friend, my uh, Russian friend or, or Polish friend, whatever he would say. And yeah. he said, then you would just see Robin just light up like, oh, it's time to play. Master's <laughs> going to let me go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take a ride in the car. Sure. Uh, and then he just would rant, uh, yeah. go into character. You know, um, Mrs. Doubtfire. Again, I cannot remember her name. The girl that also played Matilda. Yeah. She was the younger daughter in Doubtfire. She had a story that she remembers Robin in a room nothing but adults and he was just kind of there he was looking at the ground and then he seen her and she he goes over to her gets down on his on her level hey how are you all of a sudden he's 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 there yeah. he's calm but he's so, but he was so smart oh yeah he was a very too. tough act to follow too yeah i mean david letterman's even a Famous in saying he he said it during an interview with Robin to Robin and also outside of that Man. talking about how uh, when they were at the comedy store because people tend to forget that David Letterman was a stand up comedian much yeah. like they forget that Jay Leno was a stand up comedian most of these nighttime talk show hosts were stand up comedians mm-hmm. um, but he was talking about working at the comedy store and once he saw 
uh, Robin come in and he just blew the place out of the water. He is quoted in saying, holy crap, there goes my chance in show business. <laughs> That's the end of show business. No, he goes, there goes my chance in show he business. He also said there it's the end of show business. Oh, because okay. yeah, I, I did not he, know that. Yep, yeah, he, he said that on his tribute show to Robin. Uh, now, see, I never got to watch the tribute when show. When he still had the late night yeah, uh, before Netflix, when he was still David Letterman on CBS. Yeah. Uh, when they paid tribute to Robin. That's what he said. He's like, we're all standing there. And they thought he was from a foreign country because that's the way he introduced himself. <laughs> so for the, for for a while, they, they didn't know where this dude was actually from because he was he was he was in character. Uh, I don't remember which country he said that he was from. <laughs> uh, but uh, Switzerland, Switzerland, I don't know. But he, David said, uh, well, they'll have to, that's it. They'll, they'll have to shut the doors on show business because how can, how the hell can you follow that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, I mean... <laughs> that's a huge know, compliment. In a huge parallel to life, I don't think we've really had anybody able to follow him since his death in oh, 2014. Never will. Not quite Not quite the same thing, no. No, well, they don't put a camera on me, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Personality. <laughs> Oh man! Well, David, yeah, Dave had a uh, had a fantastic little tribute show to Robin. Oh, he had a picture. I need to watch it. He had a picture. Uh, it was it was uh, the owner of the comedy store. Mm-hmm. I think it was the comedy store. There's different clubs. Uh, Richard Pryor, mm-hmm. David Letterman, and Robin Williams. And the way David introduced the picture, he says, "Now what you see here is uh, four people. Two of them extremely funny." Two of them not. Of course, he was talking about himself and the owner yeah. of the of the club uh, <laughs> being the ones that are not funny. Wow. He says, uh, of course, Richard Pryor was already Richard Pryor, and Rob, uh, but he still worked at the club, and mm-hmm. and Robin worked at the club, and that handsome woman there, she she owned the club, and I trimmed hedges. <laughs> yeah. But Dave Dave uh, is another classic. And I'm so glad that he got a, he struck a deal with Netflix because that's Uncle Dave yeah. to me. You know, I mean, a dad loved watching David Letterman because mm. uh, dad was a huge Carson fan. Mm. Robin Williams did a lot of great interviews on Carson. Yes, he did. All the way back to Johnny Carson. Oh, yeah. Anytime he came and out with something on new. YouTube. Yeah, any, anytime he came out with something new for, uh, you know, stand-up mm-hmm. or his early bits in TV, he was always on Letterman. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, you know the kind of the part of the country we're in. You know, we we're in a town with up teen churches. It's like Sam Kennison said. I'm oh, there's not only twenty three in the city limits. <laughs> it's like Sam Kennison said. I'm not from the Bible Belt. I'm from a notch in the Bible Belt. Yeah. Well, I I learned a few things while reading up uh, on uh, Robin. I mean, because. I figured I could just go off the top of my head if I really wanted to, mm-hmm. like I did uh, with uh, Leslie Nielsen. Uh, that's what I did for the most part. Um, but really, I, I thought maybe... Surely you can't be serious. I'm serious, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> I thought it deserved a little bit more respect, so I decided to do a little bit more research. And, of course, Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. You got to look on that. I did not know he was a, he was a member of the... He you was said it right, cat. And up, yeah, yeah. I only I only do that because she's not here. Mm. <laughs> I mispronounce words on purpose. Mm. Mm. Um, he was an Episcopalian. Mm. 
which I uh, I like how he described it. It says, I have the idea of Chicago Protestant Episcopal Catholic light, half the religion, half the guilt. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, n- another line about religion. It's talking about uh, guys wearing pants so tight you can tell what religion they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that brings me to uh, the Inside the Actor Studio interview. Oh, man. James Lipton always asks those certain questions, right? Yes, and one yes. of them is, the, one of the famous ones is, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, yeah. And Robin's answer was, they're seating near the front. There would be <laughs> Mozart or Elvis, either one of your choosing. Or just to know that there's laughter in heaven. That'll be nice, just to hear God say two Jews walk into a bar. <laughs> God! I mean, that... It's hilarious. It is, and I mean, nobody can get away. Nobody could get away with that today. Not not in this uh, not in this oh, environment. Oh yes, they could. Yes, they could. Kevin that, Hart. That, that answer. Kevin Hart can't get away with a little bit of edgy comedy from ten years ago that yeah, he's already the, apologized t- yeah, but for. You're, again, you're talking about the LGBTQ plus seventy seven sixty five sixty five and the whatever they call themselves <laughs> now, community. You're talking about Jesus. Of course, we can make fun of that. We're gonna take a moment to. Uh, Say that uh, the views and the, <laughs> the views expressed by our host do not necessarily reflect the views of this podcast. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, uh, and, and oh, no. that's another thing. That's another thing too, because I mentioned Sam Kennison. Yeah. Okay. I have gay friends. Yes. Right. Uh, one of them, uh, after uh, after work, a bunch of us would go out to Applebee's a lot, and he he came over to my apartment. Me and my roommate was like, dude. Sam Kennison. We started talking about Sam Kennison. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I like Sam Kennison. Well, have you seen this documentary on him? No, I have not. So I put it in, and he was watching it. And, of course, they get to the part where they're saying the gay community, the, the gay glad and the gay community boycotting. <laughs> and he got mad, my gay friend did. And he said, bullshit. Like he pointed at the screen and, and yelled, bullshit. And I was like, are you okay? Like I thought he was having a fit. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know what happened to him. And he said, uh, "The gay community did not picket Sam Kennison's concert. A handful of gay people picketed Sam Kennison's concert. Not every single gay person in the world. Because I happen to think the man was freaking hysterical. <laughs> I mean, you see. So, uh, yeah. and and this was in the eighties. This was in the eighties, where, where that whole rumor or myth or whatever about the gerbil thing, and <laughs> and." Uh, and then AIDS, you know? So, yeah. so Sam starts getting picketed, and what does Sam say? I apologize. I'm sorry. Actually, guys, I, I want to thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for giving us the Black Plague of the 80s! <laughs> you know? He's a comedian. You yeah. do not go to a comedy show and expect to get offended. And 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 and, and, and do not and sit do anything front. about it. That's like getting mad if if a comedian points you out while you're sitting in the front row. You're sitting in the front row. Right. You're cannon fodder. That's so, like sitting in the front row at a Gallagher uh, comedy event <laughs> and getting mad when you get watermelon bits on you. <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense. Gallagher. <laughs> he's, Google, he's that, gonna, Google that name. Oh, uh, he's gonna he's gonna be another subject. We'll, uh, we'll go over at some point. Well, but my whole um, point of saying that because because touching on what you said, uh, the views expressed. Da, 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 when it comes to me personally, mm-hmm. yep, I believe it. Um, again, not and we'll break it. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, uh, but just like my friend said, not stop bundling people up into a group. 
Yeah, quick categorizing. Yes, everybody's their individual. That goes back to what I was saying about about Bevin and politics. I'm I'm sick of hearing left. I'm sick of hearing right. I'm I'm, I'm sick of I'm sick of all of it because I don't belong to anybody. I believe what I want to believe. I don't believe everything this person believes. I don't believe everything this person believes. Period. You are you. And when it comes to comedy, again, like Robin said, if somebody gets offended for anything that has been said here tonight, please take this to heart. Yeah. Joke you if you can't take a f- let me let me tell you let me tell you uh, we're we're getting ready to come to a close here but I I think uh, what we're gonna do <laughs> if you all uh, can hang around for a few more minutes after uh, our main after we're done with the main area here I'd like to hit pause and then have like a uh, a B side for like maybe ten fifteen minutes of talking about something a little more risque in Robin's life uh, just you know this one's a little more family friendly it's edited this other part. Not so much. Mm. So I think we'll just let that fly. And I've I've got a subject for that. Okay, it's, it's one of the I'm funniest intrigued. one of the funniest bits I've ever heard him say. So we'll get into that in just a moment. But I would the like golf? To, no. Oh, okay. No. Hmm. <laughs> Although that's now I'm really racking my brain. Hilarious. By one of the way. one of the funniest or one of the dirtiest. Both. Bit. Hmm. <laughs> um, I I just I wanted to talk about. Uh, he never did the aristocrats joke. No. I well, oh, I don't even think he could have done that joke justice. That is strictly Gilbert Godfrey's goal. Oh yeah. Well, goal. Bob Saget did a pretty good job too, but I don't think anybody yeah. can touch a Gilbert. No, look, if you have not watched it, uh the Jeff Ross uh mm-hmm. new stand up that he's got with uh with the what's his name? I um, can't think right now. You know, tapping mics or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. Watch Netflix. that Netflix. Yes, watch that. That's that's. Do they have Gilbert genius. on there? Yes, they do. Oh man, they have Gilbert uh, <laughs> on there, and he does the aristocrats. No. Yes, he does. Gilbert. Hey, I tell you what. If you've never seen it, YouTube this. Gilbert Godfrey, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, you will not regret it. <laughs> um, but I okay, want. I'm excited to see what your uh, what yeah. this bit is. Yeah, and I'm sure. I mean, you'll recognize it, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but. I, I tell you what, there was uh, when I went out to California a few years ago. This mm-hmm. is obviously before Robin died. Mm-hmm. Um, I went out to the the Chinese. So that's theater. where your resin comes from. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, that was Mike. Three counties over. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to be an ass. And I probably failed at it. <laughs> um, I'm lost. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's called deadpan for a reason. Yeah, deadpan studio. Which is where we're recording right now. I have a headache. Hmm. Um, but no, uh, I, I went out to California and I got to visit the Chinese Theater. And of course, right outside the Chinese Theater is the Walk of Fame, the mm-hmm. stars, then you know the handprints. I tell you what, even then, before Robin passed away, this is middle of the week. I was out there with a friend of mine, uh, you know, Cat, and uh, you know, we we were just a friend visiting. of yours. Yeah, I have some friends. Well, it just made it. You just made it sound like you were out with your friend Cat. Oh no! no. <laughs> I thought, geez. No, no. We we were geeks. We went to Comic Con that year. Uh, but there was a huge crowd around his star, and a secondary crowd with his hand and footprints with his signature on it. And of course, you had people out there like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, okay, and of course, you had the the 
people from Twilight. They're they're which funny enough. Ooh, they're I'm part not. they're a part of the temporary uh, stars and handprints. Say, they had already got their star. Yeah. Well, wow. they don't earn it. People pay money to put right. that stuff down. But that's a little early. But, but but what's funny is they're on the temporary ones, which means there are some that permanently stay in one spot, which, you know, like Robbins and, right. you know, a number of others. But theirs, they're considered the flavor of the week, you yeah. know, flavor of the week squares. Mm-hmm. So if whoever comes by and, the you know, it's just like whew, huge at the time. Like, for example... Kristen Stewart, she would probably be replaced with like Miley Cyrus. Right. You'll put Miley Cyrus down, and, and then you would trade her out for somebody else, and trade them out for somebody else, so on and so forth. Right. <laughs> uh, no, it was just really neat to see how you know, because at that point he wasn't really making any movies. He you know on a little break, I guess, and you know his career starting to slow down a little bit. Um, but still, crowd of people around his star, and a crowd of people, a separate one around his. You know his square for his signature handprints, mm-hmm. foot uh, shoe prints. Yeah. It's unreal. Um, that just shows what sort of influence he had. You know how oh, much how much he touched. You know everybody. It's like Billy Crystal said uh, he wasn't even in the U.S. when Robin passed away. He was in uh, the U.K. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Yeah. He said it was everywhere. Everywhere I looked, there he, there he was. There yeah. was his face. He's like it was just as big over there as it was here. Oh, he was big everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And big in the pants, I, I think so. The, according to Bobcat yeah. Goldthwait, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they did, uh, when, when they did, um, they named Jumanji out of his world's, world's greatest, world's greatest dad together. Robin oh, yeah. had a uh, nude world's scene where he dad. jumped into the pool. Uh, he had a, he had his and, first uh, nude scene in Fisher King. Yeah, and yeah, jumping up and down, that thing flopping around. In, a, <laughs> in an interview for the film, Bobcat, they got to talking about that. Uh-huh. Bobcat looked at Robin and said. I don't know how you can be insecure. <laughs> it's the hair. He was more secure about his, about how hairy he was. And that's one of the reasons he he uh, he actually had a really hard time filming Hook. Yeah. He they wanted him and in one scene, I I can't remember, it's been years since I've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh but he had to be shirtless and he had put on a few pounds yeah. since the last time he'd had a shirt off and he I mean covered in hair. Mm-hmm. And he was very self-conscious about that, right. even though he would joke about it. You oh, know, yeah, yeah, did all you know, the time. Uh, I mean, he, even some of the Monty well, you Python have to point people. it out. If you feel bad about it, you're going to point it oh, out so exactly. others don't laugh at you. They will but laugh with you. In order to do uh, that, he made sure that he was shaved twice a day in order to film those scenes. Mm-hmm. Because his hair grew so fast. Right. But he hated it. He absolutely hated it. He made sure that he was completely shaved and waxed. Mm-hmm. And shave at least twice a day to make sure that nothing started to show up. I hate, I hate that too. I hate body grooming. Mm. Yeah, I have yeah. a beard and I hate grooming it. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Mm. But uh, the females don't have their their mouth on my face though. No, I remember so. one of his. Uh, I think it was uh, a night at the Met mm-hmm. where he was wearing those uh, black kind of leather parachute type pants. Oh yeah, and he goes, <laughs> "Oh man." Robin is wearing the latest from Hefty Bag. He could he can make any, you know, he can make any point in time enjoyable. He could Mm -hmm. find a way. I mean, you you could go to a funeral. You could go to 
if he could, could have found a way to clone himself, he could have found a way to make his own funeral hilarious. Oh, man. I'm sure there like was some Leslie lives. Nelson. But yeah, they, they, uh, exactly. Exactly. Man, I wish they could. Let her rip. <laughs> on his to, on uh, Leslie Nielsen's tombstone, he put the his favorite gag was the whoopee cushion. Mm-hmm. So on his tombstone, he has the words "let her rip" on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as a as a last, uh, you know, joke. F you, yeah. fart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very clever. Yeah, let her rip. Yeah, that just so, you know that Dracula that's dead and loving it. Th- oh man, that's. Yeah, master Bare, barely touched on that. <laughs> that I, use, I I said it. I said it in. Uh, yeah, the Dracula Dead and loving it. I actually used that uh, Rainfield as oh, my God, uh, as my inspiration for auditioning for Dracula that I lost out on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I, I used that, and I I swear that I I was I did so well, but you know. It happens. I, I did think who uh, I don't know the local actor or whoever he is, but I thought he done a wonderful job. Oh uh, yeah, his name is uh, oh, Renfield. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff. Yes, Jeff Moore. I, I, I don't know Jeff, so he did. A really he lives job. in Bowling Green. He, he thought uh, he done a wonderful. Oh job. man, he's killer. He's so good. That ha- that so was very just, good. That was a good See cast. me and Nick. Nick. Uh, there's two Nicks. Nick Swain. He he was local. He's a local firefighter, mm-hmm. and he played uh, Dracula. I went to I went to school with his wife, Me, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Yep, sweetheart. Lauren, Lauren Swain. Oh. Um, Don't know her. <laughs> uh. Me and Nick both really wanted Renfield. We wanted that part. Sorry. <laughs> well, you got to get used to him. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, we 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 both like if oh man, I hope I get Renfield. Made you laugh. Renfield. But I knew, I knew that Nick was going to get Dracula. Yeah. And I did not see Jeff's audition. But when we started rehearsing, the very first night, uh-huh. I said, "Ooh, Paul made the right choice." Yeah, definitely. Paul, pa- Paul's got a knife for talent. Oh man, yeah. And then the more and more it went on, when we finally went to the stage, his Renfield really came to life. Mm-hmm. It's like God, he's so good. So I would, I would stand backstage. I mean, right next to him, but you can't see me. Yeah, I'm, I'm off the stage, but right behind the curtain, I'm just standing right there, just watching him work. And I'm just like, dude, it's so good. I, I, and if I keep looking at him, I'm going to miss my cue to go on stage, so I better get ready. Which is yeah. just about the way that people treated being on film, just being around Robin. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a good place for us to kind of bring this show to a close. It's just Robin meant so many things to so many people. Some he was he was just comedian. Some he was a he was a father. He was a friend. He was he was a, just an actor. Well, I'll tell you this: I, I, if if a man's dying that you've never met in your life, and you're a perfectly grown, sane individual, the hearing reading about that person's death makes you cry. It does. I did. The, That's how I to felt the point about, about Tom Petty. Where oh, it yeah. takes you a full week before you're able to even watch him perform oh, yeah. and be okay with it. I'll, I'll admit, I mean, four years later, it's still tough they, to see some of the they were special. Yeah. I, would, uh, I just kind of want to say, uh, uh, just to see some of the best things that Robin has ever done, please go to YouTube or just Google some of the best bits that he's ever done whether it's in a film Live or on broadway yeah oh yeah oh. Talking. that's oh, what we're that's what we're, that's what we're gonna talk about after that this. was my one that's that's the one thing that i remember about robin was that 
Yeah, no. good, good friend of mine said we all come from there and want to get back as often as possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I think we should we should touch on live on Broadway. Are we gonna uh, touch it? He did. Mm. And him and Nathan <laughs> Lane were so good together too. Oh man. Yeah. Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd. <laughs> Birdcage. Birdcage, man. It's hilarious. Uh, oh, I pierced the toast. <laughs> that was Nathan. That wasn't Robin. But, <laughs> but just seeing Robin prance around in that, that big like, 70s style mustache. God, porn stash. Yes. He said, like, you move move with it. He said, you fussy, fussy one, and a fussy, fussy two, and Madonna. Madonna Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd. You know, he's, he's running around the set, and then he goes, but you keep it all inside. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that... My friends, is Robin in a nutshell. Well, that has been another episode of Soaky Nostalgia. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put a, a uh, we're, we're going to cut loose here in a few minutes. I'm going to hit pause. We're going to do a little bit after this, but that is Robin in a nutshell, I have to say. And that is a good, re- a good way for us to close. So thank you for joining us for another episode of Soaky Nostalgia. I am one of your hosts, Matt. Yes. That is the wrong way to end that. How do you want to end it? only given a little spark of madness if you lose that you're nothing we'll end with that again i am one of your hosts matt alan sir bradley and we will catch you all next time